What is up, Packers fans? Long time no talk. Welcome to the latest episode of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good and bad surrounding the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it has been a hot minute since we've been with you. Um, I am your host, Chris Burke. I uh, joined alongside Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, we're a couple weeks now removed from the draft. Um, how are we doing? We're doing good. Um, it is, it's a different team. That's for sure. There's no, uh, no denying that. Um, but I'm, you know, all in all, I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, we have a, a big opportunity to, to grow. Um, it's so wild how young we are, uh, <laughs> but I think it's going to be good. And the schedule just came out, which was, uh, you know, I, I think I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it overall, too. So, Yeah, you know, it's, let's get the elephant out of the room right away. The biggest change, um, in case anybody hasn't heard, hashtag sarcasm, uh, Aaron Rodgers, no longer a Green Bay Packer. He is now a member Wait, of the New York what? Jets. Are you serious, I, Chris? I know, Lindsay, you're, you're stuck in the mouth. <laughs> I'm stuck. I know you're. You're stuck in the mountains. You, you get your news a little late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the Packers, I think we all knew this was coming, you know, at some point. Um, he announced the trade. Took a lot longer than we thought it would be to get done. Mm. Uh, so that's obviously, you know, the big story of the offseason. Uh, so let's kind of just do, you know, we, we know what they got in the trade. You know, next year, depending on how the Jets, not how the Jets, well, how the Jets do for one and how much he plays. You know, that yeah. second round, they've got a second round pick at least. I think we're going to be rooting against the Jets every game this year, <laughs> you know, so for Rodgers to play. But, you know, maybe I'd love for them to get a top 10 pick out of this. But I don't think, you know, they'll shut him down if, if they're out of it early, unfortunately. But um, never know. But, uh, yeah, so I guess let's let's do a little, you know, we don't need to rehash. You know, the events are old at this point. So, uh, Lindsay, I guess I'll give this to you. What is your – got a lot to cover – want to cover there what's your favorite memory of Aaron Rodgers as a Packer we'll say on or off the field yeah well I'm I'm definitely choosing an on the field moment um I mean there are so many you know like he he was with us for 18 years so there are so many to choose from but I I think my favorite has to be the uh, the game in the 2018 season against the Bears when Rodgers got hurt. Uh, he got carted off the field in the first half, and we it just it looked really bad. It wasn't clear if he was going to come back, um, but he does after halftime, and we were down 20 to zero. It was rough. Um, and Rogers did did his thing, and uh, we came back from that deficit to win the game with the final score of twenty three twenty four. Um, it was just one of those sports moments that I'll never forget as a Packers fan. It was such a it was it was really a really cool moment. Um, I mean, there are so many, like I said, but that has to be one of my all-time faves. Do you have one? So I'm going to choose on the field, too, because obviously I have made no, I have had no feel about how I feel about Aaron Rodgers' public statements lately. Uh, no secret there. Uh, for me, I have to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, if I had to pick a favorite moment, I'm going to pick probably his favorite throw is that third down to Greg Jennings, where he threads the needle right through Ike Taylor's hands 
on that critical third down in the Super Bowl that let them, I think it was right before that final field goal. I cannot believe I forgot the score of that. It's just that throw is unbelievable um, to me. Uh, it's, I, I, mean, I think that's his best throw as a Packer, even over some of the Hail Marys. Um, don't yeah. at me. <laughs> um, and then, you know, otherwise, I would say going back to that first, you know, I got to go with an honorable mention here. It's that first game against the Vikings that he, what he first took over in 08. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what to expect. We just went through this bitter divorce with Favre. And he played really well. And I kind of thought like, oh, you know, boy, we might have something here. Uh, And boy, that, you know, boy, did did we ever. Um, (laughs) And then I guess I have to go. We know at that time. Yeah. Right. And then finally, I just, you know, what I think is probably his most underrated throw is that I think it was 2015 season over against Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey all but has him in the grass. He gets a touchdown pass off. And I think it was to Devontae Adams. I mean, I don't know how he made that throw. But it was just I I don't think that throw is talked enough about in terms of his top top plays. I mean that we could go on we could do a whole episode just on this. Oh um, for sure. But yeah, so unfortunately it's over. Um I mean let's let's give I'm gonna I'm gonna run through his final stats over the past 18 years because I, I I think we we need to give the man his flowers. So Overall, his completion percentage was 65.3. He threw for 59,055 yards, 475 touchdowns, only 105 interceptions, and 103.6% rating. So he is going to be missed by, I think, every Packer fan, um, just based on the sheer talent and what he was able to do and the throws that he was able to make. There are not very many um, quarterbacks who are able to do what he does. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to, yeah, but I will say that I am so grateful that I was able to see him live, even though it was a horrible game against the Titans last season at home. It was my first game at Lambeau, um, but I I am so appreciative that I was able to see him play live um, at least once at home. Um, that was a that was a really special thing, and now looking back, it, it was even more special. So. Got to give the man his flowers. Thank you for the memories, Rogers. We'll miss you. And I wish you, I wish you the best, but you know, not, not, yeah. like, not Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, for me, it was like, thanks for the memories. I, I'm going to be blunt here. Thanks for the memories, but get out. It just, it, the drama and everything off the field. I just, I had had enough of the passive aggressiveness. I'm not going to hide any feelings with it, but Aaron Rodgers, the player, I mean, how can you not? Exactly. How can you not respect that? And I can tolerate, I, most fans can tolerate a lot. Like I can tolerate a lot of that when you're winning, but when they like, after what happened last year, he gets his contract. The team was horrible for 75% of the year. He wasn't playing up to his standards at that point. It's like, this has run its course. Uh, time to, I think it's, it's time to move on. And clearly Brian Goodkinst and uh, the front office agreed. Uh, along with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard have both now joined Aaron Rodgers in New York to the surprise of absolutely nobody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cobb, Cobb, the most recent one, you know, it's just, it, I can respect it in a way, you know, that Rodgers wants to have his buddies with him, but I feel like that mode, you know, in trying to placate, Rod, placate Rodgers a bit, I think kept them from, might have actually hurt the team. Like, I get the vibes and all that, but 
sometimes you got to get the talent around you. Not that Cobb and Lazard are not talented. Lazard's probably the best blocking wide receiver in the league. Uh, massive head tip to him, but, you know, I just, I don't understand, you know, that move, but, you know, the Jets are desperate team, just call for desperate measures. You'll do whatever you can. So, yeah, those two are also now gone, leaving the Packers, you know, with a now fully rebuilt and very young uh, wide receiver room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 12 loves bringing his friends with him. And it's also a reunion with Hackett, who's now the offensive coordinator um, at the Jets, too. So, I mean, I, you know, he is giving his friends uh, jobs, which I'm sure they appreciate. <laughs> but um, the Jets truly should just be called. And I know this is a an actual thing and they, they should be continuing like to be called this as the New York Packers, because it's just, I mean, yeah, it, it looks like it looks like our team last season almost um, with Love and Cobb now. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, but I love Cobb. I'm going to miss him. I, I know that he's older and he's not as a standout as he used to be. But um, God, I I love that guy and um, I wish him wish him the best. And I think you went you went Lazard Cobb, right? I think you said Love and Cobb a couple of times just to make sure I didn't miss your point. Lazard. Oh, did I say love? You did say love twice, I think. Nah, I meant Lazard. <laughs> just, just 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 checking. I'm like, did I miss something here? I was about to start furiously scrolling Twitter. Just <laughs> kidding. Um yeah, breaking news. I gotcha. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what we do here. But you know, I I gotcha. But yeah, they they are definitely gonna be missed. Um but speaking of Jordan Love, who is still on the Green Bay Packers, um, <laughs> did not technically did not get his fifth year option picked up, but he did get a contract extension. They moved some money around. You know, I think that kind of it's a win win for the Packers. You know, Love gets a little more money up front. Packers get a hair more flexibility. You know, he's still basically on a one year trial. You know, this he's got a seventeen game audition to see uh, see what he can do. So, any thoughts on that contract extension, which is kind of a quasi extension? What do you think about it? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's the right call. I mean, despite having uh, to pay half his signing bonus up front and affecting our already very slim uh, cap, you know, at least we have options in case love doesn't work out in the long term. Um, you know, overall, we'll save nine million in immediate cap space um, in 2024 if they decide to move on. So I think it's I think it's the right call. And I do hope Love is our quarterback for a while. I I really like the kid and I think he does have potential and I really hope that he um he you know it, he steps up to the plate and is able to uh to make things happen this season. Chuck it chuck it chuck it chuck it. Woo woo. You hear that? That's the Love train. And I love am fully on board. Train. I can't make boat sounds. I figured the train would sound better. You can do the love boat or love train or love shack for that matter. All, all the yeah, jokes. There's so many but, puns. Um, We're going to have so much fun with it. <laughs> but I am, um, I am on fully on board the love train. I'm driving it. I'm the engineer. Um, I was probably the most fervent defender at APC of the love pick at the time. As perplexing as it was, you know, in those first seconds after he was picked. I mean, I get why the Packers did it. And this is exactly the situation they had in mind. So I am fully, I already have a Jordan Love jersey, if anybody has seen my socials. It's my profile picture. Took a tour of Lambeau with my Love jersey the day after that trade happened. 
you know, as the draft was getting started uh, this year. So I am fully on board. I am rooting so hard for the kid who, um, by all accounts, if anybody saw his press conference, a lot of people said, oh, that's the first time, first time they've actually even heard his voice. But by all accounts from people yes. I know that have talked with Jordan Love and that know Jordan Love, fantastic human being. Uh, he's more than earned a shot, you know, with all the noise and the fireworks around Rodgers. Kept his head down, much like Rodgers did to his credit when exactly. uh, the brouhaha with Favre. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm rooting so, so hard for the kid. Uh, just uh, endured a lot, you know, not, through no fault of his own. Did exactly what he should have done. Kept his head down, stayed out of trouble. Uh, played, you know, got honed his craft. Um, so I am so uh, rooting for the kid. Uh, and then uh, to end on a bit of a sad note, some veteran departures. Uh, by all accounts, and Mason Crosby's wife today tweeting uh, at, I believe it was actually at Simone Biles, um, the, it's, you know, that their 16-year run has ended. Uh, same thing with Mercedes Lewis. So got to give a tip to the cap, especially to Mason Crosby, who was oh. the last guy to play with both Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. He was a rookie during Favre's final year in Green Bay. Uh, and he is pretty much all done now uh, with that kicker, uh, that kicker that was drafted, Carlson. Uh, and then Mercedes Lewis, Packers went younger tight end. Some thought, uh, you know, the Packers might bring him back as like a veteran mentor, a la Randall Cobb, you know, for the younger tight ends. But uh, Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated basically saying uh, that door has since been shut. Uh, no clue if Lewis is going to play somewhere, if he's going to hang it up. Uh, but I do want to give a quick uh, tip of the cap to both guys, and especially Crosby for his uh, longevity. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, they, oh Crosby, yeah he he's done a lot for us over the years, and I know that he you know he certainly wasn't uh, wasn't perfect in terms of of his performance on the field, but he's a phenomenal guy, and he's. Uh, a great uh, athlete. And I mean, he's going to be missed and same with I mean, big dog. We love big dog. I mean, Mason Crosby's the leading scorer in franchise history. And this franchise is over hundred years old. That alone is, you know, worth, 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 worth an applause. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he went, he went through some deep times where he probably yes. should have been cut. He came through it. I mean, and you know, with his dealing with his wife's with his wife's health issues, just both phenomenal people in the community. Um, I can say that as a member of the Green Bay media, uh, the Crosby's are first class. I uh, wish them both the best. Not sure if he'll end up somewhere if he's going to call it quits either. Um, I think he can still kick. You know, I hope he goes. You know, his best shot is probably going to go somewhere either warm or somewhere with a dome. You know, it's t- it's yeah. tough to kick to the environment, especially as you get older. So, oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So best. Um, Best of luck to both of them. So uh, let's then now move into our off-season discussion. And Lindsay, we've got some, um, you know, the vibes are good. You know, it's a whole, it's a brand new area yeah. in Green Bay. So let's let's start with some cheddar. Yeah, definitely, the vibes are good. Um, and I think, you know, I think most Packers fans are are relatively optimistic. So the schedule came out. We touched on it a little bit, um, but it it came out officially, and we have five primetime games. Um, with back-to-back primetime games twice. Um, we start the season off uh, <laughs> against the Bears, which um, we are considered, we opened up as like as underdogs um, when the when the league ha- or the schedule came out. 
um, which is a tough pill to swallow considering it's the bears, but it's also very, very early. And, um, you know, I, I think we're going to be underdogs for a while (laughs) Um, and that's okay. Um, I, I feel good about the schedule and I'm excited because they're coming to Denver and, uh, to play the Broncos. And so I will be attending that game live. So I'm, uh, I'm excited that they're coming to my neck of the woods. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm glad you at least get to have them a little closer. You don't have to travel across the country. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and I think the end of that line is going to move a lot, um, over the next oh, few yeah. months because it's, there's, there's player, there's player moves that can happen. There's God forbid injuries. Um, all sorts of stuff can, all sorts of stuff can come up there. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got five primetime games. Uh, by comparison, the Packers only got three, I believe, uh, that first year with Aaron Rodgers. That was when they were coming off a 13 and three season and came within a whisker and a boneheaded Brett Farm interception of making a Super Bowl. Um, so definitely, you know, clearly they want to put the Packers, they're, they're a good national draw, you know. Jordan Love is going to be one of the biggest stories across the league, let alone in Wisconsin, uh, how he does. So uh, definitely a uh, interesting schedule. We'll get more into what, you know, very weird. We'll get into some other, the more quirky stuff a little later on. But yeah, yeah it, uh, Jordan Love is going to be on national TV quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's officially in the spotlight. All right, um, Nixon is back. Thank God. I mean... I, I was so worried there for a second because I was like, if they don't get him back after what he did for special teams last season, um, I couldn't be happier that he's back. I really think that he is going to just continue to, um, do, do well by us and, um, you know, Basakia, uh, is that how you say it? Bisaccia. <laughs> I never Bisa- know. Bisa- Bisa- <laughs> I think it's Bisaccia. I've, I've butchered it too. And I work in TV. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we have him back and, and Bisaccia has proven to be a, a phenomenal coach for us. And I think we're just going to continue to grow there. So really, really happy. I mean, couldn't be happier that he is back. Cause like I said, I would have been, I would have thrown in the towel if they would have gotten re- like not re-signed him. Oh yeah, it's you know it, it, the signings, the re-signings came out perfectly. It was Nixon resign, or I'm not resigning, resigning. You know that was a presidential pun. And then Rudy Ford following Nixon, Ford following Nixon. Shout out to all my history nerds. I mean, it just the Packers. That was a that was a fantastic, fantastic troll job. Nixon and then Ford. Anyway, uh, you can boom me off the stage. That's fine. <laughs> we're but, yeah, back definitely ladies does. and gentlemen we're back <laughs> yeah it uh definitely a uh you know the, i was getting worried about Keyshawn nixon because you know the cryptic cryptic instagram season uh had mm-hmm. me a little concerned but i was glad to see him back um and no i did not i never did dye my hair blonde on that bet i chickened out i'm sorry um i did make however a uh i did make a donation to his charity uh for the amount of yardage he did uh, in dollars in lieu of that. So anybody and, wants to still yell at me about that. Cause I can't really dye my hair working in the media now. Cause I, I don't you I don't normally appear on camera, but in case I do, I don't I want mean, to look like a crazy it's person. It's not like you're not like you're uh dying it, you know, like tie dye blonde is a normal color. 
Well, it, it, it is, but I mean, I've got dark hair and it just, it's, I just, I feel like the bleaching yeah. part of it would look really, I don't think it would go the way I would plan on it. Um, but yeah, so the, good. I'm, I'm glad he's back. Um, I will not be making a crazy special teams bet this year. No, ma'am. <laughs> You've learned your lesson. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. So, I mean, we we are very much a young team. Um, it's, it's going to be a year, a season of growth for sure. But we, during the draft, you know, there is a lot of help for love. Um, so we have Musgrave, which was a pick from the Jets, Reed, Kraft. Um, those are just, you know, some, some main ones. And, um, I mean, I think I'm, I'm really, really happy overall with this year's draft. I was, I mean, there were a couple like questionable choices and picks, but overall, I mean, especially these three, I'm, I'm excited to see um, what they, what they do for us in their, their rookie years. Oh, for sure. And I mean, the double dip at tight end, uh, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, uh, both, I think, I both solid blockers, good pass catchers. I mean, they, they needed to address that position big time. And I would say both, I mean, Musgrave especially, but I think both are going to get their chance to play uh, right away, uh, especially without, unfortunately, Mercedes Lewis. coming. Um, you know, this is going to give, you know, this was very much a draft where you're going to, you start to see the more traditional Matt LaFleur slash Kyle Shanahan offense take shape. They're not going to have to run this mutated hybrid version to keep Rodgers comfortable slash happy. You know, this is going to be more of a true offense. I can't wait to see that. And I think you're, I think that's probably what they brought Jordan Love on more than what they did with uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. I uh, just, this was all about helping Jordan Love. I think Rodgers was probably, you know, as um, someone who was, you know, if he was a president, he'd be Petty Roosevelt a little bit. Uh, I think he's a little upset about the, how they addressed him, but they did exactly what they needed to do uh, to throw Jordan Love with some talent. Uh, only thing I probably would have liked to have seen as an offensive lineman, because uh, David Bakhtiari, who knows how much time he's got left. I mean, when you've got a young quarterback, the first two things you got to do is get them, get them some targets, and then protect them. They clearly must like their offensive line uh, because they they definitely got some younger targets. So that leads us into our next point, uh, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, talking about the the offense growing together, I mean, there is such a chance here. And um, we have been kind of, we've been used to a certain type of, of uh, Packers and a certain type of team over the last many, many, many years. And so to kind of have a fresh start and, and really have the chance for these young players to grow together um, I'm personally so excited for Love Watson. I can't wait for that. I really think that's going to be our next Rogers Adams kind of dynamic duo powerhouse. Um, eventually, I'm not putting any pressure on it like too soon, but I really do think something is there. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, I'd love to see them connect a couple of times and give the Bears fans some. Um, PTRD, post-traumatic Rogers disorder. Um, 
type situation going on there. Like I just I I I like the vibe. Everything I've heard and seen about Watson, he's a phenomenal kid. Uh came on, you know, excuse me, dealt with some injuries last year. Uh definitely came on strong later and showed some chemistry with Rogers. Um but then you saw that just that that little teaser, that little taste uh when Rogers went out against Philly and Jordan Love uh connected him on a crosser and Watson took it to the house, not even running full speed. I can't wait uh, to see that combination. Not to put too much pressure on him because there are, to be clear, there are going to be growing pains. Uh, quarterback development is not linear. I mean, Favre was kind of linear. You know, he kind of hit. Rodgers really kind of took off into the stratosphere. And I have to caution Packers fans. Uh, that is the exception, not the norm. There's going to more than likely, maybe it'll happen again. And we'll catch lightning twice, but there are going to be peaks and valleys uh, with Jordan Love. Uh, we got to be patient. It's not, you know, we've got borderline become spoiled and entitled a little bit, with, you know, the last 30 years. And there's a good sizable chunk of Packers fans who don't remember anything other than prime Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Favre had his ups and downs too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Favre had some ups and downs. I mean, I should take that back. It definitely wasn't linear because there were some calls for them to bench Favre for Mark Brunel, uh, 93, 94 season. Uh, so this, you know, that I would expect more of that uh, than what happened with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I know I said Favre was leader. I take, I do take that back because I just spent so long. You know, I had a purge from my memory, but I would say, you know, the early years of Favre, that is probably more of what we would see for Jordan Love. Yeah, 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 and I think it is really important for Packers fans to not um, not put that same pressure and responsibility on love as you know we have been very spoiled with two um very very great quarterbacks and um it's not gonna you know I hope love is is our third uh you know in in a row but it's also not fair to the kid to put that amount of pressure on him and and for, for him to follow in someone's Someone like Roger's footsteps has got to be just next level. Um, I can't even imagine the the pressure that he's probably putting on himself, but also, you know, that he's receiving. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a whole new team. So we are not going to necessarily uh, we we can't expect we we just can't expect that. <laughs> it's not no, and I no, and I would say Jordan Love actually has more pressure on him than when Rogers did taking over for Favre. I um, mean, Rogers had a lot just because of that very public, very messy divorce. But Love is following not just one Hall of Fame quarterback; he's following two consecutive. So I think there's even more pressure on Love. Uh, but boy, he sounded confident in that press conference. Um, he's um, I just have to wait and see what happens. It's the unknown, and that's one reason why I'm so excited. Could be good, could be bad, but boy, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think so too, for sure. And I mean, talk about so, you know, in, in that same vein about the the offense growing together, we we did have a, a sleeper pick essentially in uh, Dontavian Wicks. He's a very versatile receiver. He did experience some, you know, kind of multiple drops in in 2022, but um, 2021 was definitely a standout season for him. And I'm really, uh, really excited to see what he can do for us and love. Um, and again, it goes back to him. Just he's got a lot of help. He's got he's got options, and that's a great place to be as a young QB. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I think he. Uh, 
I'm just pulling up his draft profile here because it's you know it's it's been a hot minute. Four point six two forty, one point five nine second ten yard split. I mean he's he's got all the he's got all the tools to really succeed. Um, you know last year you know he very similar kind of what happened to Jordan Love. You know his last year before he got drafted. You know some changeover. You know, I've had a little bit of a drop off, some you know coaching changes that kind of just just happen. You know, that's that that does affect performance. And I think you know, I just I feel like he's got all the physical tools they need. You know, he's something that he could really sneak up on people. Uh, there's something about that pick that I just like. Um, good with contested catches. Uh, he's you know he's he's one of those guys that you know everybody keeps an eye on those early rounds, but. Packers have found some good people later on, so I, I really kind of like what he could bring to the offense. But again, they're young, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he, you know, he's definitely somebody I'm going to have my eye on his table. Yeah, for sure. And Reed is another one. Um, I know that we kind of touched on him uh, earlier, but, um, you know, that Reed was uh, named freshman All-American in college. Um, he has a 4-4-5-40. Uh, so, you know, and, and it's cool too, because he's reunited with, uh, with coach Lester and that was his coach at, uh, Western Michigan. So, um, he'll likely be our, our new punt returner as well. Um, that's what he, he was very good at in college too. So, um, we need, we need one of those and yeah, it's, it's, I really am excited. Um, I'm, I just really want it to feel like, I, uh, my main concern is that it's going to feel like a preseason game all season. And if that's the case, that's going to suck. But um, I think as the season goes on, we're going to start to see these guys really come into their own. And, and that's a cool place to be. No, and if, you know, if, they can, you know, if the Packers do take their lumps this year, uh, hopefully love is not a reason for that. Um, you know, that, that means they would still have, you know, you got to think long-term here. Like this year is probably going to be a step back. I mean, if we play the law of averages, it's going to be a step back. But uh, they all—they could end up a hey, top fifteen pick, and if Rodgers converts that to a first round pick, you know, then you can you can add even more talent, and then they can really start cooking in twenty twenty four. So it's just patience. Um, expect growing pains. Maybe maybe love will take off. Who knows? But just patience, grass up us. Patience. <laughs> All right. Um, Van Ness. So he definitely gives Rashawn Gary, um, you know, a, a buddy, but do you think he's going to be able to, or do you think he's, he will play right away? What are your thoughts there? You know, I don't know. Cause I mean, everybody immediately, I, I was getting deja vu in this pick because it reminds me of the Gary pick. You know, a lot of people are like, he's, he's been, he's played all over the place. You know, the Packers are probably going to use him more as an edge rusher, you know, and I think he may need to play right away because, ironically enough, I don't know. It's no sure thing Rashawn Gary's going to be ready to go week one um, after his ACL injury. Uh, so that's that's kind of my concern. But, you know, I think a lot of people who still are scratching their head over the pick need to realize, to look what happened with Rashawn Gary. I mean, it's the exact same situation. Uh, strong athlete. Uh, you know, it, it might take him a little bit to adapt to the game. But, you know, to the pro game, I mean, but he, I love, I like the pick. It makes sense. You know, the Packers want to get those, they get their edge a quote unquote premium position. You know, they want to take people like that early and then address the more need positions a little later with the multiple picks they had. So 
I, I think he might need to, depending on what happens with Gary. I hope not. Because, uh, you know, then it'll be Preston Smith there, too. We can't, obviously can't forget about him. But, you know, I think this, uh, I hope, I just, I hope Gary's back right away. Because Van Ness might not be, might not quite be ready to go right away. But uh, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, it's all hypothetical right now until we see training camp. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, that covered the cheddar section of our show. We will be right back after this break with uh, some of the worst. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we are back. Uh, so let's get into the ugly part of the Packers schedule as we get into the start handing out some sausage here. Um, I so the league came out ahead of time and said there could be teams could play multiple Thursday night games, and lo and behold, the Green Bay Packers are one of them. Uh, they play two Thursday games, one of which is Thanksgiving, which I it's still it's still Thursday. It's still going to be a short week uh, with their injury luck. That kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Um, of course, they're going to play Detroit. At, in Detroit on Thanksgiving, um, as is tradition. Um, they also, you know, how do you feel, how do you feel about that, Lindsay? I just, it, I feel like, you know, with the way their injury luck is, that's kind of playing with fire a little bit. It is. And it's always risky. Um, I, I hate when it happens that way. Um, I think the one thing that may be working for us is the fact that we are so young that, you know, a lot of these kids can bounce back a lot quicker than our 30 plus year olds can. So that's one thing that that could possibly work in our, our favor, but it's never ideal by any means. Yeah, and then second, for, for sure. Um, then the other big thing on the scheduling note, uh, Justice pointed this out, is, is they only have one Sunday game at Lambeau until the end of October. Um, oof, yeah, they... Yeah, that's kind of a uh, that's a uh, rough that's kind of a rough start for Jordan Love. I mean, he gets a the quality of the opponents is one thing, but being away from home for a while is going to be a little tough for a young quarterback. One thousand percent. Yeah, that was that was definitely uh, something I noticed when looking at the schedule too. I was like, there was a lot of travel in the uh, the first half of the season for sure. Um, and with with Love just getting his footing as a starting QB, it's going to be interesting. But again, maybe maybe that will be to our benefit because he, I don't know, we'll see. But I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic, and maybe because he is so young, he's he's going to be fine with the uh, the lack of home games because he hasn't really set up home base yet in the way that a veteran QB would. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a weird schedule for sure. There's there's pluses and minuses um, all across the board here. So uh, it just, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, so going back into the draft, I got two big, first big nitpick here is obviously, you know, with Jordan Love now being promoted to QB one, uh, they need a QB two. 
Uh, Danny Etling probably isn't the guy for that. I thought, you know, they were going to have to get a veteran. Instead, they draft a quarterback in the fifth. Uh, Sean Clifford out of Penn State. And uh, let me just put it this way. He's not good. Uh, he, he, is, he is not good. Uh, you know, he did beat out a first-round quarterback. Will Levis, Levis, Levis God dang it, um, as a, uh, to see what happens there. Uh, I just don't understand, you know, on the plus side, if he, you know, when you take somebody that, that, you know, if you're not taking a seventh rounder, he's probably going to be the quarterback two of the season. Um, looking into that, uh, a little deeper, I guess, you know, we can draw a positive from that and that they must be pretty confident about Jordan Love not to put a veteran behind him. You know, that, you know, if he really craps the bed, you know, they could have a good veteran there to replace him. Obviously, things can change, but. Yeah, I did. I did not like that pick at all. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was likely a panic pick. Um, everyone was selecting QBs at that point, um, but I, I do believe it. It's definitely a side effect of going all in with Rogers or for Rogers last season. Um, and the fact that we don't, I mean, we don't have any cap space. So our options are really limited at this point. And I think they just, they just bit the bullet um, on this pick, but I, I'm not excited about him. I, you know, I have no. No, I mean, his, his, his box score reads fine, but if you watch his tape, I just don't know that he has an NFL arm. Um, Right. 24 intercepts, 24 touchdowns, excuse me, seven interceptions. Uh, Penn State went 11. Uh, Penn State went, um, the Penn State had a decent year. They went 11 and two. Um, but just, I, uh, I just, I don't know on that one. We'll have to wait and see. I still, I don't think the quarterback carousel in terms of the backup is done moving yet. But um, again, a lot of, lot of offseason still left. Uh, same thing on that note. Um, I get it wasn't a good year for this position, but I feel like the Packers ignored. I thought, you know, and I wrote our show notes before the news yesterday broke. I felt like safety still could have been addressed. Um, you know, they they did get a good, they did actually get a steal in the seventh round with Johnson. Uh, and then they signed uh, Simone Biles' husband yesterday. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it just, uh, that was definitely an interesting, you know, they lose they lose Aaron Rodgers, you know, some call the goat to get the, uh, you know, Jonathan Owens yesterday, I think that uh, they, he played started 17 games for the Texans. Obviously, the Texans aren't good. Um, clearly, the Packers didn't think much of the safety class, but I still think, you know, they they might still think they can salvage something out of Darnell Savage, but I th- I would have liked to see the safety taken sooner. Uh, How did you feel? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we found a good one um, in Johnson. I mean, vibes are really really good and strong with him I think he has the potential to make a difference straight away um and I think we got lucky that we were able to to get him um at that point so you know all in all I'm I can't really be too upset about it because I think they have made moves to to fix it and that's really what counts. So I'm excited about Johnson and, and definitely um, about Simone Biles husband. So, um, so yeah, we will, we will have to see, but I, I like Johnson. 
Yeah, you know, and it, it, the door, they, you know, Goody did say the door isn't closed when Adrian Amos, but numbers can change, but his numbers already been assigned. But, you know, that obviously things can still change, but um, all but seems like the door is shut on his return. But never say never, I have learned in terms of NF, in the NFL at this time of year. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I just, it's, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch because uh, he is now, I'm um, looking at ESPN's depth chart right now. He is actually slotted in as their, uh, starting strong safety next to Savage, then Rudy Ford and Tree Carpenter, uh, the backups at each position, um, effectively. Uh, and speaking of depth, uh, let's turn to the offensive side of the ball. You know, I think a lot of people had offensive tackle. I mentioned this earlier, uh, is a position I think Green Bay would have targeted. Uh, they did not. Uh, do we think they're deep there currently? Uh, looking currently at a depth chart right now. Uh, you got Buck, obviously still left tackle, right tackle, Yash Nyman. On uh, the backups, you got Zach Tom, they have listed as the backup on the right side. And then, ooh, Rashid Walker sitting behind Bakhtiari. Um, you know, Bach got healthy as the season went on. Uh, his words have me think that he's kind of souring where the team is going. I don't know how – I think he's going to play this year. I just wonder if this might be it for him in Green Bay, especially with his uh, contract situation. But uh, how do you feel about the specifically the offensive tackle situation? Because you've got to have depth there because you've got to protect uh, a young quarterback like Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think my main concern is that um, Bach, you know, he he was doing better towards the the latter part of the season, but he's also older and he's more prone to injury, especially with that knee. We never know if it's, I mean, that that knee injury just did him in. It took forever and ever for him to finally come back from it. Um, and so. Yeah. I think we could, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, apparently the Packers think that they're fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it, but I am glad that Bach is back at least this year. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I just hope his vibes about the team because he, Oh, we're going to be bad. It's a rebuild. You know, it's just kind of this, right. Ah, this sigh kind of a thing. And I just, I hope the vibe improves. And yeah, I hope Jordan Love can show him up because if Love plays well, that'll get, I'll fire Bakhtiari back up for sure. But I'm excited again. Yeah. And I mean, listen, he probably misses his friend, right? Like he misses Rogers and they were definitely in our, they are good buddies. So he's probably maybe a little sour about just the fact that he's gone. Oh, but, oh yeah. And yeah. And I mean, for sure, the training camp shenanigans between those two were hilarious. I mean, the golf cart, I mean, I saw when I would go up to camp, I saw those two driving down that golf cart at some point. It was just like, it was like two buddies from a fraternity. Just, it just, uh, it was a, it was a warm, fuzzy feeling this year, uh, before the season, uh, ended up playing out how none of us thought it would for sure. Uh, but, uh, speaking of bad, let's, let's turn to bad vibes. Worst part of the offseason for me, Joe Barry somehow is still the defensive coordinator. Uh, not sure. I mean, I had a bad feeling last year, you know, when the Packers won those games to get back to, you know, one four in a row to get control their playoff fate before losing to the Lions. I said, I wonder if this is going to save Barry's job. And it, I'm guessing it probably did. Um, not sure what the Packers were thinking there. Uh, if there's going to be one thing that's going to do in Matt LaFleur as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, it's going to be his hiring practices. Um, if the Packers play like they did last year on defense, 
Barry's going to be gone, and a Val of, he should be gone, I should say, and a Val of Floor uh, does not fire him. Uh, there's all sorts of questions there. I mean, if there's going to be one thing that's I think needs to be openly questioned about Matt LaFleur's ability to be head coach in the NFL is his hiring practices. I mean, he finally got the special team signer right um, after whiffing on Menenga and um, Mo Drayton. Uh, but defensive coordinator, oof. Um, I just, I've got zero confidence that that side of the ball is going to get any better. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. that's, I'm, on, I'm more concerned about Joe Barry than I am Jordan Love, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, well, I mean, and and Lafleur is just—I mean—he's made it very clear that he is not—he is not making any moves there. He's not prepared to, um, which is just—you know—the the defense absolutely turned things around for that. You know, those those few games, um, and we were looking stronger than we have in a long time. And then it was the same old thing again. And Ooh. the thing about being a coach in the NFL is you cannot have just three, four game stretches of good. And then the rest of the season right. be so shitty. It's like, you can't, that's not the way, that's not the way it should, uh, should work, but here he is maintaining, you know, keeping his job. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I would love to see the defense play like they did, um, you know, in that stretch, I just, I don't think he is reliable enough to to have us count on that at, by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, absolutely. Um, it just it stop hiring your friends, Matt. Stop hiring your friends. Um, Nepotism, you know, nepo baby. <laughs> so, yeah, he just he's, he's inherited that trait from Rogers, where he wants to surround himself with his friends, and he can't do that. I mean, he. I'm just going to say it. He shit the bed with that defensive coordinator hire. Um, Everell went to Denver and started getting head coaching interviews, uh, you know, and it just, it, that's what was the other candidate. And he whipped on this one. I mean, if Barry, if they stink and, you know, I, I don't want to say Matt's on the hot seat, but he's, uh, Ooh, um, there, there's going to be questions to be asked for sure. Uh, yeah, instead of questions for sure. For sure. And instead of Nepo baby, it's Nepo Barry. Like he's just, it's very, you know, that definitely has something to do with it. Um, Absolutely. There's no, no question about that. So. Yeah. I don't want to see, you know, it's, it feels like we're going through the same crap we did with McCarthy with capers. He hung with him way too long. Um, And I just, at one point, you know, Barry's his, this is the first time he's gotten a third season as a DC. Uh, you know, you can look at all of their rankings here, the rankings here. You dig down, and this is where I thank God for stats for like DVOA. The Packers are frauds on defense. They are not as good as they think they are. Or, um, you know, they start smelling their own farts a little bit in that regard. So um, they've got some pieces. Like, I love Jair Alexander. They've got a great there. Kenny Clark, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, <laughs> Rashawn Gary's healthy when he's healthy. They've got players on each layer of the defense, but they just don't have a cohesiveness to the unit. And, uh, exactly. I just, mm, I just, hey, hey, Joe Barry's on notice, and it, it's probably if it takes a kick in the pants, you know, from Goody or God forbid Mark Murphy to get the floor to move on. Um, so be it. I, that's part of the head coaching regimen too. Anyway, mm-hmm. rant over. Uh, let's let's look <laughs> ahead here, quick. Ending. Let's end the show here with some good vibes. Let's. What are we looking forward to most this summer from the Packers? 
Uh, Lindsay, I'll let you go ahead and go first, or we're just what you're looking forward to most of the summer overall. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think I've I, I've touched on it all throughout the the episode. I just I really, um, I really think there's a chance for the Packers to, um, you know, we have a fresh start and we have a very young team, and I'm just excited about. Um, seeing where it takes us and recognizing again that um, it is very much a growing we're we're uh, in the growing pains part of our <laughs> of our team um, and that's okay and I think just altering those expectations um, but also really believing in the the people that we drafted and really hoping that love uh, is able to come into his own and and be his own type of player separate from, you know, under Roger's shadow. Um, I think it's, it's a cool spot to be as a fan. And it's also like a, Oh man, I just want us to be decent. Like, I don't like, I'm not expecting much, but let's just, you know, not be the worst team. <laughs> just looking forward back to normalcy from the quarterback position. Um, just peace and quiet, normalcy, cannot wait uh, for this. And I'm just glad uh, I'm looking forward to this new chapter. I don't know what to expect, but that's the beauty of it. It's a beautiful mystery, you know, to borrow the words of a former quarterback. So um, anyway, before we wrap up, Lindsay, any final thoughts? Um, No, but I mean, as always, go Pack Go. Oh, absolutely. Go Pack Go. It's the season of love, all aboard the love boat. Come stay at the Love Shack, all aboard the Love Train. Uh, do a little dance, make a little love. Uh, oh boy! Love, uh, the only thing—the only thing I hope we don't have is I do not want a love roller coaster. I mean, there's you know, that, that might be that might be the way that might be the way to go. Even if he's not a, uh, you know, even if he's not our our next Aaron Rodgers um, in terms of, of talent or, you know, whatever, I hope he is. But even if he's not our forever uh, QB, long-term QB, I mean, he, he has the best last name and we have so much fun with it. So I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. And then as to borrow one last thing from Elton John, I just hope love is a normal human being um, and that love is not a cannibal. Look it up. It's a real song. It's on the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll do it for us. Um, not sure when we'll be back again. Probably right before camp, maybe. But if anything else develops, Lindsay and I will hop on. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure to keep it on Acme Packing Company for all your Packers news and needs and memes and other shenanigans. So uh, thank Stop you, everyone, for listening. Packers. <laughs> yep, and uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Bye, guys. <laughs>